Hello, and thank you for listening to the Covecast. I'm Yessie, and I just wanted to give a quick disclaimer about the following episode. We recorded this episode on Monday, February 8th, and a new Clubhouse update with some improvements to labeling for voiceover users was released on Tuesday, February 9th. I have removed much of the misleading information. However, some of it is still in the episode because I think it is very important for people to hear how we feel as users of assistive technology when accessing an inaccessible app. Some of us may have expected some accessibility issues, whereas others may have been very excited to use a new social media app and then have been disappointed by the lack of accessibility. Any mention of button labeling issues is out of date. However, any mention of using screen recognition for in-app notifications and to accept speaking invitations as well as to enable or disable music mode still applies. There have been no improvements to accessibility for low vision users or users with hearing impairments. There has also been no improvement to communication with the clubhouse team. This is still an issue. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Clovecast. And today we will be talking about Clubhouse accessibility. And my name is Daria Vanderman, a.k.a. TenaciousD89 on Twitter. Hi, everyone. I'm Yessie. I'm Daniel. And I'm Ashley. And she's in the HomePod. <laughs> yes, hello from the HomePod. <laughs> I think what I would like to do is start out with asking you all a question. When you first opened up Clubhouse for the first time, how did you feel in comparison to how you expected to feel? I was completely baffled by all the unlabeled buttons, not knowing is what and not wanting to break anything um so it was kind of like oh what what am i supposed to do now how am i supposed to use this app when it's not accessible yeah i was kind of the same way i was disappointed to put it bluntly about how just terrible the app truly was I mean, I could say how I expected to feel was I expected to feel, like, good about using the app in terms of what I could do with it. So I expected to just be able to set up the account easy, which I did because I had already done it before. But as soon as I got invited, I had to pick interests. And usually on other apps, I'm able to click on the interests because they're labeled. But I actually got a bunch of unlabeled buttons, and there's, like, text that it tries to guess what things are and so I had to use that to determine what to select and that guess the text that guess everything wasn't for every button. I can echo some of those sentiments. I was a little disappointed that it was inaccessible but I 
was still kind of optimistic because I felt like once enough of us got on the app and we emailed Clubhouse, we could help them fix it. Um, because there isn't at this time a way to beta test actual beta versions of the app, like using Test Flight. I was thinking that if enough of us got on the app and we emailed them, they would fix it because that is the whole point of a beta test and that's what they are calling this process. It has been disappointing, yes, as far as getting a response back from them. It's, you know, we haven't gotten any email responses or anything like that back from them. So it has been disappointing. They brush it off like it's something they don't really want to deal with at any given time. Well, I guess what upsets me is that Apple makes it very easy to code an app to be accessible from the very beginning. And so to release an app that is inaccessible, you actually have to purposely leave people out. And it was kind of surprising to me, since this is an audio-based app, that it was so inaccessible and that they have chosen to use so much custom code and not use the tools that are available to them. And they could implement accessibility now, but it's a lot easier to do it in the beginning, to code an app to be accessible from the beginning, and then you just add features from there. They'll have to go back and fix what has been broken. That didn't have to be broken to start with. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. Most definitely. Uh -huh. Definitely. I would like to kind of give an overview of what it's like to sign up in the app and then to use some of the screens. That's what originally gave me hope. The sign up process being that it's kind of invite only right now. That was super easy. Like those buttons were clearly labeled. Oh, okay. When you first go when to the literally, app. Literally, like when you first open it and you first go to it where it's asking you to put in your, like, okay. pick your yes. username and stuff. That stuff was clearly labeled. Mm -hmm. That was fine. I'm thinking, all right, this is going to be pretty accessible. Stark contrast from when you sign up to when you're starting to go through the little setup of your profile and things. Buttons aren't clearly labeled. You have to use iOS's built-in screen recognition to make it somewhat usable, and even then it makes it worse in some cases. And then you have the allow contacts access and allow notifications. Those screens have these weird dialogues that voiceover can't make sense of. To allow it, you have to click on this thing that says something like pointer a button or something like that and yeah, like onboarding mm -hmm. pointer button or something right and what that is is like a hand pointing towards the okay button which i'm assuming if you weren't using voiceover you would click the okay button but voiceover doesn't even see that they yes. just see the hand and it just sees the hand and you just click that and that's how you're able to allow it but a lot of people don't know what to click and so they end up with no notifications and no contacts access, which means yeah. how are you going to invite your, your friends, you know? <laughs> that process is a mess, and it's not welcoming. So if you're expecting, you know, to be excited about this new platform, and that's the first thing you encounter, it's like, why am I even here? Mm -hmm. <laughs> they don't want me here. I thought that 
Yeah. That was immediately <clears throat> yes. my first thought. It was not very welcoming. It was, this is gross. People invite me to clubs, and I didn't even know it. So they're like, dang, she don't want to join this? No, I just <laughs> didn't know I was invited to these yeah. clubs or nothing. So it's like, Jesse had to help me. Like, yo, do you know you have all these invitations to clubs? <laughs> no. Yes, you did. Yeah. I didn't know I had any yeah. notifications. Like, voiceover don't tell you because it doesn't know to tell you. Yep, and that's another. You could be missing so much stuff. That's screen recognition helps somewhat with that because you can at least get to the buttons. If you even know it's if there, you know it's there. Because not mm -hmm. all of the in-app notifications actually make noise. So the invitations to speak, for instance, those make noise. But like some of the the things that pop up just while you're using the app, there you don't even know they're there. My first time being invited into a room, I couldn't do anything. I couldn't go back to explore the rest of the app. There was a pop-up notification asking me if I wanted to switch to music mode or just talking because if you have wired headphones plugged in it gives you the option to do that. I didn't know that notification was there. And so it prevented you from using the rest of the app because yep. you couldn't get out of it because you didn't know it was there. Our advice to people who sign up for the app and use voiceover, get very familiar with screen recognition. Make sure you go into your accessibility settings, voiceover, voiceover recognition, and make sure your screen recognition is toggled on and that you've downloaded the file that it needs because you'll need to use the rotor and rotate over to screen recognition and do whatever it is you're trying to do and then turn it right back off <laughs> because it makes the app less accessible overall, but you have to have it in certain areas. Make sure that it's turned on in your rotor because I know for me, when I went to add screen recognition and it was on, I had the file downloaded, but it wasn't on my rotor, so I had to go turn it on and get familiar with turning it on and off when you need it. And it's also important to note that voiceover users are not the only people having problems with the app. There's no access for people who are deaf right now. There's no kind of captioning system in place. There's really terrible contrast for those of us who are low vision. So there's parts where it's hard to read what it actually says. A lot of people, including sighted people, have trouble telling who is speaking in a room because that's low contrast. We're not alone. <laughs> a lot of people are struggling with the app and struggling to get the Clubhouse team to take us all seriously and actually do something. Um, it's frustrating that they didn't code the app to be accessible, but we're hoping that they will be willing to open up the lines of communication and actually listen to us when we give feedback and respond because it, it's not okay for several people to write emails and not hear anything back. Like even to say, hey, we're aware of these issues, we're working on it, something. Um, but to be completely ignored, it really doesn't send the right message. And we are hearing in rooms that they do care about accessibility, that they are trying to label elements and things, but they're not, willing to communicate directly with us and that is a problem. 
I know a lot of people, you know, just like, oh, well, they, they said that they're working on it. They say that, but then there's no way for us to communicate directly with them. It feels like they're just saying enough to just get us to be quiet about it. Yeah, like, pacifying us. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. And accessibility is not the only problem with Clubhouse at all. No, it's not. There are so many other issues. There are safety issues. Clubhouse can be a really great place, but um, it's also not perfect. <laughs> Nothing is. I want to end things on a, on a bit of a positive note. So what keeps us coming back to Clubhouse? Why do we, why are we passionate about this? Why are we trying to get things to change? What is so great about Clubhouse? Because it's just another audio chat app, right? It's just the same <laughs> as everything else, right? Not really. Okay. It's, it's so I want, I want to make them understand. Let's make the listeners understand what can they find on Clubhouse that is awesome. Well, I know for me personally, uh, Clubhouse has provided communities that have my interests. So I'm a black disabled person. So there's a community for black disabled people. I'm a disabled person. So there's communities for people like me. I'm sitting in front of two of them right now. Um, there's, a, there's communities for everybody who has interests. You know, and you can feel connected to these communities and have great discussions. In fact, the 15% Club was the reason we had these discussions about accessibility issues and why we could have a Google Doc full of suggestions on what these accessibility issues are and suggestions on how they can be approved upon. And it's because of that same club that we're able to have discussions about... Um, the things that are issues in the disability community as it relates to the greater society in terms of how we're being seen by society and how we want to make things better. So it does open up a space for people to talk about inclusivity. So that's, that's the biggest positive thing that I can think of as it relates to Clubhouse and why I keep coming back. Yep, it's all about content because there is some pretty amazing stuff that you can find on there. I think for me, um, I've met some great dog trainers. I've met some great disability advocates. I've met um, some people with small businesses. I've been in some cool meetings about you know the things for small businesses. Um, and um, I was in one earlier about dog grooming and learning all kinds of cool things. And that's why I go back. I agree. It's it's great finding that sense of community. I know I've been pretty vocal about how amazing things have been on Twitter. I've been tweeting about my clubhouse experience just so people, because I know not everyone has access to it, so just so people can see kind of what it's like and what's going on. I have not felt as connected to the disability community as a whole as I have since I've been on clubhouse and like probably since like 2010 or something um so it's, it's been a long time i've been i felt kind of separate i actually went back and and started looking back at old things i've done with the disability community and it just kind of got me feeling fired up again in a way i haven't in such a long time and it was it's it's amazing and exciting but there is that evil side and we have to be careful and protect ourselves from that and so I'm very, very aware of what it means to 
curate uh, a space uh, that is positive. And so I've found a lot of like disability related um, groups and joined that. And then I've also uh, found some like really positive, uplifting groups as well. Like um, there's a, a club called the Lullaby Club and they play music every night to help people go to sleep. And that's amazing. I love it. <laughs> and it helps me so much. Um, another club is the Self Love Club. Um, they talk about, you know, self-love and, and I'm on a self-love journey right now. And so it's, it's been really great to find that. And so there's definitely positives to the app. I haven't found anywhere else. It's not perfect. There's problems, but it, there are good things about it too. Thank you everyone for listening to another episode of the Cast. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Covetast. That's K-O-V-K-A-S-T. I'm Ashley on Twitter at AshleyRandon51. We have Yessie. I'm Yessie. I'm Yessie Ann on Twitter at Yessie Ann, Y-E-S-S-I-E-A-N-N-E. I'm TenaciousD89 on Twitter, um, capital T. E-N-A-C-I-O-U-S, capital T, eight, nine, which is my birth year. Hey! <laughs> and I'm Rar Face on Twitter, R-A-A-A-A-R-F-A-C-E. Thank you all for listening, and uh, we hope you have a great week. Bye! Bye! Bye. <laughs> <laughs> <That's a little laughs>